Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today we'll be talking about all the events and updates from April 6th, 2020. Starting out with the British royal family, uh, it looks like the Duchess of Cornwall was back to work today after two weeks in isolation um, after being exposed to coronavirus by Prince Charles, who has recovered from coronavirus. Um, And today she was back to work making phone calls to um, elderly people who are self-isolating and are not able to see anybody. Um, And so during these phone calls, she talked about um, her own challenges with self-isolation including how much she misses the ability to hug her grandchildren, which I just think is so sweet. Um, And so Camilla was doing this work in her capacity as uh, president of the Royal Voluntary Service, which launched um, the check-in call program um, to check in on the elderly by phone. So that is a really cool program uh, that she was out supporting today. Um... And that is all we had for the British royal family. Um, Things are a little crazy in the UK right now. Um, Their prime minister has been moved to um, the intensive care unit after his uh, coronavirus diagnosis. So today was a day spent um, reorganizing their government, essentially. Um, So that is what is happening in the British royal family for the day. And now we're going to move on to Belgium. Today, King Philippe held his weekly uh, meeting with uh, the Prime Minister, Sophie Wilms, um, they have been currently have been doing this meeting by phone and today was no different. Um, so that was just a weekly check-in, uh, just a weekly check-in um, that they do. Um, and then Queen Mathilde had a phone call with the Executive Director for UNICEF. Now, I couldn't tell um, if this was UNICEF across the world or just UNICEF Belgium. Um, But in their phone call, they talked about the impact that COVID-19 is having on the mental well-being of children and young people. Um, So that is something that Matilda is pretty passionate about. And um, that is what her conversation was focused on today. And then we are going to skip Denmark, the Netherlands, and Norway because there was nothing new. So let's move on to Spain. To 
today, the meetings for King Felipe and Queen Letizia were pretty focused on the hotel and tourism sector, um, which have obviously completely lost um, the way they make money because no tourism is happening anywhere. Um, so Felipe and Letizia had uh, video conferences with representatives from two of the um, what I think are hotel chains. Um, where they talked about the impact that COVID-19 is having. Um, and then they also, this has nothing to do with tourism, but they also met with the president of Project Home Belairs, uh, which is an organization, a nonprofit organization focused on caring for people that are affected by um, addiction. So that is um, really good and they talked about how the organization is still supporting people even though like yes this thing is happening people are still addicted um, and still need cared for um, and then Felipe had a series of solo meetings um, first he met with the president of the board of brotherhood with the board of brotherhoods of Cartagena uh, by phone and then met with the Minister of Industry, Commerce, and Tourism. Uh, so another meeting held on the impact of COVID-19 on tourism. Um, and he met with that minister in person. And then he also had two phone calls, um, one with the Secretary General of the United Nations, and another one with the Presidents of the Senate, Supreme Court, and Judiciary of Spain. Um, and then Leticia had a video conference with the president of SOS Children Villages in Spain. Um, and we've talked about this organization, but it is um, a nonprofit that supports vulnerable children um, by providing them with loving um, homes, but they're not permanent. They're more like foster home situations, but they're family-based and community-based, and they're, it's a really great program. Um, and so that was it for Spain. Um, and now we are going to move on to Sweden. Sweden. This evening, uh, King Carl Gustav spoke on the phone with the Prime Minister of Sweden, um, where they talked about the government's work and response to COVID-19. Um, so this is something um, Carl Gustav does not meet with his Prime Minister weekly, um, but he does meet with him. Um, and this was just a regularly scheduled meeting um, where the obvious... <laughs> Topic of conversation, as is everywhere, was coronavirus. Um, and so that is it for the daily rundown. Um, and now we are going to talk about um, four consorts. So, of, so we're going to talk about four consorts of the current monarchs. Um, so we're going to talk about the consorts from the UK, Belgium, Denmark, and the Netherlands. So we are going to start off with Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh, the um, consort to the United Kingdom. 
So Prince Philip was born in Greece on June 10th of 1921 to Prince Andrew of Greece and Princess Atlas. Uh, Philip is the grandson of George I of Greece, who was the first king of the Hellenists. Um, and we'll actually be talking about the deposed Greek monarchy, um, I think, next week. Um, so he is the only consort currently that was born into royalty. Um, so as an infant, his family was exiled um, because that's just what the Greeks tend to do. They exile their monarchy. Um and so during this time of exile, he was educated throughout Europe, um, settled down in the United Kingdom, and joined the British Navy, where he served um, during the Second World War. Um, during this time, he had met and corresponded with Princess Elizabeth, um, and in 1947, they married, um, and he became the Duke of Edinburgh, uh, as well as held the title of Prince um, which is perfect for a consort to the queen. Prince Philip officially, uh, retired his official duties in 2018. Um, but before that he supported a lot of organizations, um, with a lot of different focuses, but some of the common ones were, um, military patronages, wildlife conservation organizations, um, some boating, yachting organizations because he was a Navy person. Um, so those were the primary focuses, but he has a lot of patronages that still have him listed as royal patron even. Um, so that is the rundown on Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh. Um, and now we are going to move on to Queen Mathilde of Belgium. So, Mathilde was born in Brussels on January 20th of 1973. Um, her family has an aristocratic origin. Um, so, her father was a count of one of the uh, longest, live, uh, one of the long-term residents of Belgium. Um, so, and she is actually the first consort of Belgium to be a Belgian citizen. So that's pretty cool. Um, before her marriage, Mathilde worked as a speech therapist. Um, she also has a master's degree in psychology, which is amazing. Um, she and King Philippe married on December 4th, 1999. Um, and so some of her work as consort uh, focuses a lot on issues such as education. Um, she does a lot of work for the prevention of bullying and cyberbullying. Um, and then she also works on reading and women's empowerment issues. Um, so very cool, well-rounded um, work that she does. Um, and that is what we have for Queen Mathilde. And now we're going to move on to the late Prince Henrik of Denmark. So Henrik was born uh, in France on June 11th, 1934, uh, with the first name of Henri, um, and he spent some of his childhood in what is now known as Vietnam. He served in the French army and also then served in the French diplomatic corps, which is when he met 
then Princess Margrethe. Uh, he married her on June 10th, 1967, changed his name to the Danish version of Henri in Henrik, and became a Lutheran from a Catholic. Henrik was the first male consort in Danish history, um, and therefore set the precedent for what to um, call a male consort. Um, so he wished to be named uh, King Consort, but he was instead titled as Prince. He did not like this and made his distaste known throughout his entire life, up until one of his very last interviews. Um, so his role was primarily shaped by supporting Margrethe, um, but he did have several personal interests in art and culture, um, so some of his focus was on sculpture and poetry. Um, Prince Henrik retired in 2016. Uh, in, in the fall of 2017, it was announced that uh, Henrik was suffering from dementia. Um, and on February 13th, 2018, he, um, he passed away late in the night, where, and it was announced on February 14th, 2018. And so that is what we have for um, Prince Henrik of Denmark, and now we are going to move on to Queen Maxima of the Netherlands. Maxima was born Maxima Zorgeta uh, in Argentina on May 17, 1971, uh, and she is the daughter of an Argentinian politician. Um, she has her bachelor's degree in economics uh, and prior to her engagement, worked in the financial world, um, primarily for Deutsche Bank. Uh, Maxima met Willem Alexander, uh, then the crown prince of the Netherlands, in Sevilla, Spain, uh, where he introduced himself as Alex, and she had no idea he was a prince, let alone the crown prince. Um, they became engaged in early 2001, and married on 2-2-02, or February 2nd of 2002. Um, and so a lot of her individual work focuses on financial inclusion, as she is named the UN Secretary General Special Advocate for Financial Inclusion. Um, and then she also focuses a lot of her work on the Orange Fund, which was established to promote social welfare and cohesion throughout the Netherlands. And that brings us um, to the end of this podcast. We will cover the remaining three consorts tomorrow. Um, but thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you all tomorrow. I hope you all are doing well. Um, have a great day, and I'll talk to you then. Bye.